It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Five and a Major. This is Nick of New York, and I am very excited and happy to be joined by James Bone, anthem singer for the Minnesota Wild. James, how are you this evening? Hey, I'm just fine, Nick. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. And uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun for me, uh, and I'm sure for uh, the dozens of people who tune in to listen to this if we do it as a podcast. But uh, Certainly the readers at Wild Extra are going to get a big kick out of this. So, again, thank you for your time. Well, I hope so. I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited about it myself. That sounds great. So uh, you have been, I believe, the Wild's anthem singer for, is it five seasons now? I, I think it's my fifth season. I started, um, let's see, let's do the math. I started in the fall of 2010. Okay, so, so yeah. Those, yeah, fifth uh, season. And yeah. yeah, and um, you know, let's let's go back to sort of the beginning. So, um, uh, how, have you always been a singer, and, and not necessarily a, you know as a as a vocation or as a formal hobby? But you know, did you grow up singing? You know, singing in the shower and running around the backyard and that kind of thing, or or did it come to you later in life? No, I uh, I was a singer or or sang all my life. Uh, I started. Uh, actually kind of performing for a family and stuff when I was like three or four years old. Uh, my, one of my earliest memories is uh, at a family gathering. I remember bouncing up and down on the sofa singing the Jimmy Crack Corn, Blue Tail Fly, <laughs> pretending. I, I think I had a one of those plastic guitars with a crank on the side. <laughs> and that's my, early, my earliest memory. Oh, that's great. That's a funny one. And were, was yours a musical family? Uh, yeah, my mom was a singer. She had uh, she she grew up in North Dakota, and she sort of came of age uh, in the late 30s and early 40s. And she had a little uh, she had a little uh, radio show. I think it was either in Bismarck or Jamestown, where she would back in those days, uh, people got their music from the radio, and they yep. heard uh, popular tunes, and then they would buy the sheet music. But what mm-hmm. she did was she had an accompanist. And she'd go on the air for five or ten minutes, uh, maybe three, four times a week, and she would literally take these fresh, these hot off the press, this hot off the press sheet music, and uh, perform it on the radio. So when people went into the store to buy it, they didn't have to play a record because sometimes there weren't. And uh, she just sort of presented these songs that nobody that had heard on the radio, and so then they'd know what they were getting when they were buying the sheet music. How interesting. And, yeah. and th- that's pretty cool. Now, the, did she, you know, sort of, did she have, what was her sort of, you know, reach doing that? Was it more local or did the word sort of get around and she started getting requests from, you know, uh, far and wide kind of thing for that? Well, it was, it was kind of limited. I think uh, things kind of uh, wound down quite a bit during the war. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she finished college during the war and then she went on to teach after that. She taught out in Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, she met my dad, who had just come back from the war. 
then uh, they they got married and moved to Wisconsin. Well, actually, my dad was from Wisconsin, so they they lived in Wisconsin. Huh. Cool. Okay, so you grew up uh, in a in, you know with a musical mo- mother and in a musical environment. Um, did at what point in your sort of as you're growing up uh, singing and performing and uh, and whatnot, uh, did you start, did it start to sort of, or did you have a moment where it dawned on you, you know what, actually, I, I can do this singing thing pretty well and, and pretty well relative to other people who also sing, and, and maybe there's something here that I could, you know, do in a more formal type of environment? Well, I, uh, I don't know if there was any particular time. I was, uh, I was always, I guess you would say I was always kind of a show-off. Uh, <laughs> uh, because. And partly because um, I just sort of had an innate confidence in my singing ability. I should say that uh, not just because my mom was a singer, but because uh, uh, I was five years old before I had a brother. And so it was my and my dad was in school and working. So for five years, it was just me and my mom. Okay. And she would, uh, if she needed help with the dishes or wanted me to do something around the house, she would get me to help her by singing with me. Oh. And she would always, you know, and Nick, I never, I never sang the melody really until I was, uh, until I was in school and you know, singing the, the, the choirs and stuff. But yep. uh, I always sang alto because that's <laughs> that's <laughs> what I learned when I was a kid. So singing yeah. the melody was kind of boring for me. I always liked harmonizing. Yeah. And I, s- uh, yeah, go ahead. Do you still? sort of hear the harmony line first when you're listening to something? Not really. I, um, I, I, I just sort of know it. I don't, uh, I don't hear it or listen for it. I just sort of know it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I obviously when you're doing a solo, which is what most of my work has been in my adult life, uh, the, the need for harmonizing isn't that, isn't that great, but it helps you to keep, to keep uh, your head where the framework is for the music so you know where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Um, yeah. How did you come to be the anthem singer for the Minnesota Wild? Well, I was working, uh, I, I should say that in real life, quote unquote, I'm, uh, I design and remodel kitchens and bathrooms for a living. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was on a job, uh, I was uh, starting on a kitchen out in Minnetonka in the summer of 2010. And I got a call from an intern at the Wild. And she said, uh, uh, hi, we've, we've sort of, I'm, I'm with the Wild. And uh, we heard that you're a good singer and that you might do a good job on the anthem. And we were, we were wondering if you'd be interested in auditioning. Wow. And, or which, if you'd be interested in singing the anthem for the Wild. Cause we're looking for so uh, I said, well, sure. And I, at the time, I thought, well, you know, they're just getting a, a few people together to, so they'd have somebody to call on to do the anthem. Right. And uh, so she said, well, if you would just put together a tape of the uh, old Canada and and uh, Star Spangled Banner and uh, send it along to us, uh, we'll get back to you. So I did that. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they called me back and said, We'd love to have you come in and sing, and uh, we show up on such and such a day. And uh, it was in, I think it was toward the end of August. Okay. And I said, uh, okay. And it just happened 
that the day before uh, I was going to go into audition, there was a, uh, I think Lady Gaga was at, yeah, that's who she was at. The, <laughs> she was at the XL that night. And my wife and I went because my wife is a huge Lady Gaga. Right. And we, we went to our seats. And of course, I'm thinking the whole time as I get to my seat and I'm we're getting ready for the concert, I'm thinking this whole time about, holy crap, I have I have to go. I have to sing down there in front of all people because <laughs> the the room, no matter where you're sitting, the room seems pretty big. <laughs> I'll bet it does. And uh, so I, you know, I I hardly remember the concert because I was sitting there thinking about filling that room. So anyway, the next the next day I showed up uh, for this for the audition, and they had they had gotten together a group of maybe a half a dozen guys. And we all sort of met on by gate one. I'm sure wild fans know where that is. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at these guys. I didn't actually meet them, but I just we were just sort of clustered together. And they mm-hmm. were all about a third my age. Okay. Because you know I'm I was about sixty at the time. All these guys were well into their early twenties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> and they put us down in the down in the down near the Zamboni tunnel. In, in separate rooms, and uh, I, it turns out I was the last one to sing, and uh, they, and of course, just to be cruel to me, or to the rest of us, uh, they they had the intercom open, so we I could hear all the other wow. guys as they sang, and I'm thinking, holy crap, where did they, where did she find these guys? These guys are really good, you know. <laughs> I mean, I thought, and they're all baritones, and I'm thinking, you know, I thought I knew. I thought I knew who the baritones were in town, but where did they find these guys? <laughs> so anyway, I went out, and uh, it was there was no ice. I've never seen since then. I've never seen uh, the XL Center with no ice on the floor. The mm-hmm. scoreboard was down, right, right down on the floor. There were no lights on, just one spotlight. It was a microphone and a video camera in front of it. Okay. And from somewhere up in some control room, there were a couple guys talking to me. Okay. So they said, sing your anthems, and I did. And they, then they made some suggestions on uh, what, what, how they'd like them different, and I did what they asked. And then they said, do you have any questions or comments or anything? And I said, hmm, well, yeah, I, uh, actually I do. I said, uh, I didn't say anything about the other guys. <laughs> but what I said was, you know, this anthem thing, this national anthem, is, is kind of, it's it's different for me in a special kind of way. I said, and here's here's Nick. What I did, I and I never ever do this. I played the Vietnam vet card. Did you? I, I, said, <laughs> I, I said, I said I'm self-employed. I live in Roseville. I said I can be here, you know, when you need me, or you know, for for whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I'm and I'm a Vietnam vet, so this thing is kind of special. And they just <laughs> They just sort of blew it off. They didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, is that that's cool?" Or, "Oh, man, that is so nothing." And I, you know, so I left. And as I walked out of there, I thought, "Well, you know, I might be an old guy, but at least I played that one." <laughs> yeah, right. And so I just thought, "Ah, screw it. They'll they'll pick one of these other guys because they're they're young. They want kind of a youthful uh, edge to things." And a couple weeks later. Actually, my wife and I were in Italy at the time. I got an email from 
one of the guys that I that had I'd sung for, and he said, "You got the job." <laughs> and I said, "Well, isn't that something?" <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and there've been yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and so you said it was sort of August, so that was gearing right up before the preseason, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so then the first uh, the first preseason game was for the end of September. And middle to end of September. You know what were their instructions? I mean, was it you know wear a you got to wear a tux or you got to wear a black suit? I mean, was there anything like that that went into like sort of preconditions? Um, for- well, there were there were just a couple things uh, in terms of dress. They just said uh, sport coat or suit. You know, okay. just dress dress just nice. Basically, was the way I remembered. It's been a while now. <laughs> but the, the the only real I mean, they'd heard me sing the the tune. The yeah. whole Canada and that. But uh, the, basically, the, my only admonition or instruction was don't personalize. Oh, okay. And by that, they meant uh, what, you hear, what you hear me do is what they want. Just pretty much straight they, down the middle. Yep. Don't, uh, don't even take, don't even take uh, the, the last note up uh, on our banner. Don't, don't even take it up like Cardinals. Just mm-hmm. think think this is straight and okay. you know i i've never i've never chased against that i've never thought oh gosh you know i should do something interesting huh. and i'll tell you i'll tell you why um, at least my philosophy is once you start doing that well, i mean i could i could add some things i could do some embellishments i could maybe sing a couple notes different like passing notes between mm-hmm. uh, you know in melody and things like that or take it up and take it up at the end and then you know what happens, I think, is that uh, there's there's going to be the next time you sing, it's like, well, why didn't you do that? Yeah. And yeah. then the time after that, it'll be, oh, we we really hated that. Why don't you do it this way? <laughs> and so, darn it all, if you if you if you sing it the way it's written, nobody's going to complain. That's right. Yeah. So is that or is that when you at least they at least they haven't yet? And I don't yeah. anticipate that. <laughs> so is that one of your goals? Do you strive for consistency or are you trying to sort of read and react on a sort of within those boundaries, but with, uh, you know, at sort of a game by game sort of moment? That's an, in, that's a good question. I, um, I, I don't, I, what I try to do, I try, well, first of all, I do try to stay consistent and uh, because of the nature of that tune and, and the range of my voice, I have to do it. I have to do it absolutely in B flat every time, hmm. because that's where that's that means that I get a I hit a high F and yep. and in the middle, of course. And that's a good note for me. And if it, I found that if I take it down a little bit, say if I'm not feeling uh, quite up to par, that it just doesn't have the ring that it should have. Okay. And then, having said that, there's the other thing you can work with. Uh, you can't do much with the volume, but you can right. do a little bit with the tempo. Pace. Yes. Yep. And I like to I like to play with that a little bit. Don't don't tell me, but, but I play with that a little. <laughs> there's a, there's and a couple of if, if things are I, the first time I remember doing it was uh, I think it had I think we were playing the Blackhawks. And I, something had happened like within the week before the game. I think maybe it was the last time they played him. I didn't like the way the Hawks uh, uh, pushed him around. 
or something, mm-hmm. something like that. And I, th- I, I thought, okay, I'm going to be a little aggressive. So I took the tempo up. I put a little snarl into it. <laughs> and I think it, I don't know, it, it, in my mind, maybe it helped. I don't know. That's, but that's it, great. That's kind of, yeah. I mean, to sum it up, I, I would say that I just try to, I try to set the tone, you know, for the evening. I like to, mm-hmm. when I'm done, I don't want people to say, oh, wasn't that a lovely rendition of our national anthem? <laughs> I want them to say, damn it, let's play some hockey here. Let's go. Okay, that's great. I was going to ask. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so that's, that's a great, I mean, I love that identity, well, right? As maybe, not, maybe not damn it, but, you know. <laughs> Dar- I darn mean, it. You want it to, you want it, uh, what, see, the, way, the way the wild, the way I see it, the way the wild uh, has set up that whole pregame thing, it seems to me that it sort of builds and builds to the anthem, you know? Yeah. Because by then, the lights are down, everything stops. And ironically, yeah. then, I mean, I've been thinking about this these last three playoff games, and I sort of savor it because it's just, as you know, the playoffs are unbelievable. Right. And uh, the re- for me, the really cool thing is you walk out on the ice, they introduce you, and in that two seconds after they say of our national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner, there should be silence. silence that yeah. is so cool oh that's awesome and then you know then the, then the aunt the anthem cranks in and by the end of the anthem they're yelling again and then on we go into the game i think that that's kind of the that's kind of the scenario that the that the pregame i think is, is meant to do well let me ask you this do you regard then the anthem uh as the end of the pregame or the start of the game or the transition between the two Oh, another good one. Let's see. I I think it's more of a transition. It's kind of like uh, here's the build up, and now now everything is ready. And it's like it's like if you've ever ridden a horse, and the horse is kind of eager to get going. Mm-hmm. You want to rein him in a little bit and take in the situation and let him go. Yeah. And yep. uh, that's the way I try to do the anthem, is where I make it like a story. Like he, it starts out, you know. Have you seen this? And can you see that? Yeah. And um, it, by the time you get to the land of the free and the home of the brave, um, we're ready to move on again. So <laughs> he tried to put a little drama into it with yep. the musical break. So okay, uh, technical question: How how do you get your pitch? Do you bring a, use a pitch pipe, or I, what do you cue off have, of? I have in in doing this job. Uh, I early on uh, realized that there were three things I had to have. My parking pass, <laughs> my ID badge, and yeah. my pitch bike. Those three okay. things. I mean, I could, I, could, uh, I could have my pants unzipped and, and be <laughs> and missing. I have my socks mismatched and maybe <laughs> my shirt on inside out. But if I had those three things, uh, I can get the job. Now, have you ever considered? Go- this is another music uh, uh, music geek question, but have you ever considered uh, uh, going old school tuning fork? No. <laughs> I, I've uh, since since you mentioned it, I, ha- I I've uh, I haven't actually considered it, but I have sort of tried it out to see if uh, see how it would work. 
because I think there might be some advantage to uh, having the pitch uh, vibrating in your head rather than mm-hmm. trying to hear it from the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, uh, who's, you're asking me that indicates that you know a little bit about it. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, that, now I would be more, uh, I think maybe possibly, and you're the expert, but uh, I would be afraid that, um, uh, you know, that in in a, in a heightened moment of, emotion or what have you leading to anxiety that I might deduce the pitch incorrectly. And and that would, whereas with the pipe, you can, you know, you don't really have that excuse. Well, the only, the only problem is that if, if things were quiet, uh, or at least, uh, my, my, what's really weird is that the wild plays, um, a rather unusual tune, um, while they're introducing the players and while I'm walking out onto the ice getting ready to sing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and as a singer, you probably know that that, that will kind of ruin your pitch memory. Right. So often as not, and I think you'll see a lot of uh, anthem singers um, in the NHL uh, blowing into a pipe just before they sing. In fact, I yeah. saw it just the other night uh, before the uh, Capitol Islanders game. Mm-hmm. So it was in Washington, mm-hmm. and they had two army guys out there singing it as a duet. Mm-hmm. And one, one of them blew the pipe, and the other one couldn't hear it. Oh, geez. So they're standing there looking at each other like, did you get it? And finally, the, the, the one who didn't get it said, yeah, I got it. And then they started. <laughs> but I kind of went, gee, I should email those guys and tell them, I know, I know what you're going through, guys. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Though. I, I mean, as a as a musician, I love those moments where there is no net. You are live, and you just got to do the work at that point, right? I, I think that that is a lot of fun. That anxiety is a lot of fun for a performer if 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 you know if you're that into it like that. Well, the one the one thing that I that I like to tell people when they they say, well, what's it like? And I just tell them, especially the first couple of years, I was I was just struck by the feeling that. When you're down there, all the sounds, all the movements, the lights, uh, the, the everything is different. And it's just like you've walked out onto another planet, like you've stepped hmm. off of the lunar lander. And you're, <laughs> huh. and you're down there, and the, the wind is whistling, and there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. But if you, all you have to do is just stay focused and uh, keep that pitch in your head. Now, every once in a while, if I, when I see myself in a video of what I've done, I'll notice that my, <laughs> you can see me humming the pitch. I'll close, mm-hmm. you see my mouth closed, and my eyes will kind of look off, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> to myself. Mm-hmm. And because uh, uh, you've got to get that pitch right, because if it's even a half a step low, uh, it, it won't have the excitement that it has in half for a beat. And it's, and it's a brutal melody uh, with, in terms of Star Spangled Banner. With that, it's a huge range. And yeah. it's a demanding it's a demanding melody from the first three notes. Right. Well, the first three notes, uh, uh, it, it's actually the song is like two parts. It uh, and that's part of the excitement of it. The the first half is those those two verses that are basically the same music, but it goes pretty low. It mm-hmm. goes uh, you know da da da. That's the lowest note in the pit or in the piece, and you have to do it twice. And it can't sound like, oh, it's got to sound strong. You know? <laughs> yep. And uh, 
and I'll often hear people that uh, when they do it, and you can't hear that low note because yeah. they don't have the range. Yep. So and that's uh, that's why I've uh, for me anyway, B flat has been has been an excellent key because um, it 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 keeps the low note so I can sound good on it. And it makes the high note. It's it's high enough so the high note is uh, is pretty exciting. Yeah. And I've been I've been able to be really consistent. Um, I noticed that on a couple of uh, videos, and then obviously watching the games. Although we don't always uh, on TV, I don't always get the anthems, which bums me out as a musician. But yeah, um, it bums out my friends and family too. I can imagine. Um, so, but I've noticed that you don't use accompaniment during your performance is that uh what what's behind that decision i mean other guy, other people do like cornelison in chicago has sure. the the organ and um i think lauren hart uh, has i think it's probably recording right but um but so what's your decision behind or how do you get to that decision uh, behind not behind doing it a cappella well i just when i first when i first started doing it i i would have been willing to uh to try whatever they whatever they wanted to do whatever the wild um uh, however they wanted me to perform it. But I guess, um, and I don't know this personally, I, I guess there's been a tradition, uh, quote-unquote, um, that uh, that it's performed a cappella. Oh, okay. So I just went, I just went with that. And I've had, uh, early on, I had people uh, saying that they wished that I could do it with organ because they thought that would be more exciting. By that point, uh, I was a I was a firm believer in doing singing at the company. Yeah, it, yeah. and I think part of the problem uh, that I hear what like when I hear I've never heard him do it in person, but when I've seen Cornelius do the Chicago thing with, with organ, it's never together, you know. Anyway, that's the problem. Yeah. And I was just I was just going to say that that uh, you you always run that danger. Uh, of getting off, and uh, I, I don't. I just as a as a singer, when I hear that, it just makes me uncomfortable. And uh, personally, uh, in the years I've been doing it, I really come to enjoy just just being able to do it myself and have the freedom to uh, to speed things up or slow them down uh, without you know, without the freight cars bumping. <laughs> yeah. Come. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Another so it's a distraction. Question. It's a distraction that that uh, that's eliminated. Yeah. Um, another technical question on that topic. Uh, do you have a monitor? Do you have something in your ear? No. So you're just doing it through I, the. You're, you're listening to playback through the PA. I re I rely on the acoustic in the room. Okay. Um, and how and it, you know in the in the years I've been singing I've got. I mean, I'm not used to. I'm usually in my solo work. Uh, I, I'm not amplified because the kind of the kind of uh, singing I do in in real life is the kind that that isn't isn't amplified. You right. Know, it's class, more more classical concert. For, yep. uh, yeah. So okay. So um, to you as the performer, what makes one rendition? Better than another one. Hmm. Uh, gosh, I I don't I don't really know. I um I think if it 
you know, the singing is, is such a personal, physical, physiological type thing that uh, if, if physically uh, I feel good about, and I can tell in the first, um, in the first few notes if things are going to be okay or if I'm going to, or if I'm going to have to struggle with it or, you know, be careful with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I can cruise through that piece and really, and feel strong about it, that uh, physically, uh, then the, the emotion comes through every time anyway. So, uh, and I, I, I really don't know uh, what, uh, one of the, one of the things to, I mean, I, I don't know if one is necessarily better than the other, and if so, why? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. It, um, it, ironically, uh, sometimes you think uh, you think you have your your say the best uh, the best job you've ever done on an aria or some kind of a presentation, a solo mm-hmm. or something, or the or the anthem. And uh, and one of your colleagues will say, "Are you okay?" I mean, <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, I, I just felt like you weren't, like you weren't really um, 100%, and I'm, I'm a little worried about you. And I'm like, <laughs> shoot, man, I thought I thought I killed it. I thought I crushed that. <laughs> and so I don't know. I, you, after a while, you just kind of go, well, if I feel good about it, it's probably going to be good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's. Uh, this is a topic that that I love uh, when we're talking about, especially hockey, because um, uh, I think it's got obviously our own anthem. But I think O Canada is a terrific anthem as far as you know, sort of the the you know, the specific category of anthems. I think O Canada is a great one. Um, how, as a performer, which and this isn't a patriotic thing, but as a performer looking at them as pieces of music, uh, which of those two do you prefer singing? Well, I pre- I like both of them, but for different reasons. Um, okay. I I enjoy O Canada because I can uh, literally just enjoy singing. Mm-hmm. And I, um, being that that we're that I'm singing in front of a, a an American audience and not a Canadian. I can I can take maybe some liberties with it that uh, maybe not wouldn't be allowed in uh, in Canada. <laughs> um, but I, sometimes, and I I probably shouldn't even admit this, but sometimes I will I will deliberately sort of backpedal it and and sing it kind of soft and not very inspiring, you know, make it sort of ballad like. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't I don't want to. I don't want to uh, make things too stirring for the Canada side uh, uh, in the game. You got to have somewhere to go for the art, for the Star Spangled Banner. Well, part, that's that's part of it, but also what it does, uh, ironically, then is it it, it makes it uh, sometimes just more fun to sing because I can take some liberties with it, uh, just in my tone and the way the way I approach it, uh, without you know without being uh, without getting sort of a mocking thing going. Sure. Sure. But as a as to compare the two songs, "Old Canada" is by far easier. Oh, much. Oh, it's just just, it's it's a walk in the park compared (laughs) to uh, rock climbing, (laughs) (laughs) or doing doing the rock wall. Yeah, you you actually get leading tones (laughs) in "Old Canada." Yes, you do. You get all of those lovely things, and (laughs) it's a comfortable it's a comfortable range. I mean, okay. good God, you can sing that thing in almost any key. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't 
Well, that's another thing. That's another thing I've played with. I've played with the two, uh, with doing Old Canada in, in different keys, vis-a-vis uh, uh, Spangled Banner. Because I, I do the banner in the same key every time. Right. But every once in a while, I will, I'll just, just for the heck of it, I will do Old Canada lower than I've done it in huh. the past. Or I'll do it a little higher. Huh. Uh, and sometimes I'll do it to get a nice contrast between the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, other times, just, just, just for the heck of it. So Interesting. Don't tell anybody that. I won't. I that. Uh, that'll be our secret. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So as you're out there performing, um, are you, uh, you know, what's what's going through your mind? Are you thinking about lyrics? Are you thinking about the next big jump? Are you trying to? Are you on autopilot as far as those things go? And you're looking around, or you know, what what do you process um, as you are seeing the anthems during a game? Well, first of all, I I try uh, initially. To keep uh, to keep a visual focus, and I, I like to get I like to get myself uh, set with my feet to the right distance apart. I like to look straight out and up a little bit. And if I'm concentrating on that, um, then everything uh, everything else kind of falls into place. In other mm-hmm. words, if if I get myself positioned, looking good and balanced and all that stuff, then the notes will come. Um, gotcha. After that, it's uh, I don't I don't think about the lyrics per se. I mean, like what's coming next. I think about I think about it as a story for sure. Hmm. You know, I think about it as, as like I'm telling or I'm yeah. If you were reading a stirring poem, like you're reading. Back. Yep. So I try to keep the message, whatever that is, uh, in mind as I'm doing. It. So you have a thread of a story. Um, and every once in a while, you know, if you're every once in a while, I think, oh, geez, is this F going to work or <laughs> yeah. is it going to work? And it always has. And I'm not going to look now. Um, it always has worked. And but you can never you have to you have to always be uh, always thinking about the possibilities um, and what might happen. But I mean, if it wouldn't change anything, I would obviously I'd keep going. Something cracked. Right. Right. But it hasn't. So, hmm. uh, any any versions or renditions through your five year seasons with the Wild that stick out in your mind uh, as particularly noteworthy for one reason or another? Um, I, this is gonna this is gonna sound weird, but uh, yeah, the last one, the one that uh, last Sunday. Yep. For uh, St. Louis. Game five. The, the Blues. The Blues game. Game, game, yeah, game five. Was it five? No, it was. It yeah, because they, w- well, they won in St. Saint- uh, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Afternoon, you're right. The 26th. Anyway, the last time I sang, I just, uh, I thought for some reason it, every everything came together for, for me, for the anthem, uh, for the fans, for the occasion. Uh, it was probably the most memorable one that I've done, be, and be, because of that. Well, and sure, think... and uh, here's here's a here's an, an uh, exception to what I said a little while ago. Uh, I came home and realized uh, that it had been on TV, and my wife had recorded it, and we played it back, 
and I, I looked at her and I said, that's the best I've ever done. Okay. I mean, the pitch was, pitch was right. Uh, my voice was, my voice was just where I wanted it. I looked good. I mean, it was, it was the whole pack. And, oh, not, oh, did I mention we won the game? We won the game, <laughs> and yeah. We, we won the series. To clinch the series. That didn't, that didn't hurt, but it, uh, it, it helped me to, to have said to myself, yep, that, I've done my job now. You guys, you guys take the series because I've done my job. Now, you and I exchanged tweets after that game. Mm-hmm. And and I had noticed, and I was incorrect in what the what it was because at that point they cut out your your mic after this. So and the the anthem ends, mm-hmm. and then they they cut out your mic to bring the audio back to the TV crew. But they had the camera on you for a couple of seconds. You looked over at I believe there's a soldier to your right. Definitely, uh, Sergeant. There, yeah. And uh, you looked sort of you looked sort of glanced towards her, and I you know thought you would done like a yeah and a fist pump and 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 you got back to me and I had tweeted that and you got back to me and said actually it's a bam and I do that most games is it how did that start I don't know I just uh I I like saying that uh when the guys uh, when the team scores every once in a while I'll do a bam nice just to kind of punctuate it but I uh almost almost after almost every anthem I give a really loud Bam! Just to just to release that energy, just just that final that final punch. And this time I turn. Usually I I just do it straight ahead, but that time I turn toward her. Yep. And uh, it, so that's why it wasn't. You couldn't really tell what it was, and, and nobody can hear it. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, I've been I've been and that fist pump thing. That uh, that's sort of I I have never really planned that. It just sort of comes. I I've sort of surprised myself when I do it. <laughs> well, so if uh, if it looked if it looked awkward, it's because I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> well, it's it's not Renee Rancourt. Let's put it that way. Well, uh, yeah, people have told me that that uh, you got that Rancourt thing going on. I'm like, well, okay, but no, it's it, is, I don't no. You're, it's it's a lot tamer than Renee's version <laughs> of the film. Well, I've, uh, I have I've resisted seeing it. I, I I haven't really I haven't really studied that. Oh, you should check it out because if if you if, if people who are comparing you that fist pump that I saw you do uh, after game six or before game six to anything that he does, they're mistaken because yours is much more controlled and uh, and less showy than, than his. <laughs> All right, so well, I mentioned I think yeah. the, the one or the one or two. I think I did see it one or two times. And I got the impression that, that he was an old guy trying to trying to get some excitement into it. <laughs> and I, that, that's nothing. Oh God, you better not, you better not put that on. <laughs> don't, don't I mean, right, it so, just it it, uh, it it didn't it didn't ring true. Let's just say for yeah. me. Yeah. No, I, I not nor for me. So. Oh, I know when I know when it was that uh, that I watched it. After the uh, this and this might be of interest to you. When I was I watched uh, I watched a video of him doing the anthem after the uh, the Boston marathon. marathon. Yeah, and it was the first game after that, and he came out on the ice and started the tune and couldn't continue. He choked up. But you know, are you familiar with this? What happened? No. The crowd picked it up, picked and the crowd up? started singing. Wow, and they finished the whole thing, and I wow. I was really moved by that. Yeah, and uh, you know beyond the emotion, 
uh, when I got through it with it, I stopped and I thought, hey, go back and listen to that again. And I did. And you know why I did? Because I wanted to hear how they sang it. Mm. I wanted to hear the tempo. I wanted to hear uh, the note values. In other words, did they do dum, da, dum, or did they do da, 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 like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to it once, twice. I might have listened to it three times. Because there are spots in that tune that you can take some liberties, but yeah. I, would rather, I would rather do it the way that people uh, hear it in their head. And so what I did was from that time on, I would say I've done it. I've done the anthem almost exactly like they did it in Boston. After oh, interesting. interesting. And that was, that was my cue. For it. That was my model. Huh. So do you feed off the crowd organically as, as you know, if, if the crowd's particularly, you know, singing particularly, you know, loudly or strongly or not? I mean, does that, does that enter into your conscious as you're, as you're going along? Well, I hope I hope this doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, but I can I can almost never hear them. Gotcha. I can't yeah. hear I can't hear the crowd. And I, okay, let me qualify that. Most times I can't hear the crowd. There's been twice, maybe three times, in five years that I've heard the crowd, and I remember two of them in particular because it was uh, the Winnipeg games. Oh. <laughs> and let's see what what's what's happened is uh, when the peggers are here. There's 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 probably uh, several thousand of them, and they're a little tuned up, if you know what I mean. And I don't mean musically. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Canadian Gatorade. But they do, they do their true north thing, yep. and they sing really loud. I mean, I don't know how many of them there are, but I can, ironically, I can usually hear them <laughs> when I'm singing Old Canada. And for sure, I can hear true north. I mean, you could, yeah. Yeah. You can hear that down in, down in lacrosse. <laughs> but... Um, what happened is, or what happened was, um, in, in at least twice that I remember, uh, after I finished Old Canada, uh, then they introduced uh, the banner, and I started, I'd start to sing that, and it was just like all the the fans in, in the XL kind of went, well, we can sing too, you know, you guys, <laughs> you guys can't out sing us, and oh my God, I can actually hear them. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. And it's it's like, and that to me, okay, you asked about the most, the, the, the most thrilling uh, time was this last time I sang it, but close second and third were those other two times was the, when the, the Winnipeg games, when I could hear the crowd singing along. All because of the Jets fans. Well, yeah, I think so. The only explanation yeah. I can come up with but what the really the, the coolest thing about it was, for a change, I felt like I was singing along with them instead of them oh. singing along with me. You know, that is just that is just awesome. You know, that's something you can't you can't replicate that any any other way. I mean, to, to be singing along, feeling like you're singing along with nineteen thousand people, that's pretty that's pretty epic, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can only and imagine. I, I, and and what that did too was it sort of opened my eyes to what the what the fans go through uh, when I sing the anthem. In other words, they get the those who sing along 
get this wonderful feeling that, that they're all singing together. They're all doing something together. They, we're all here for the same reason. And we're in this great country and, you know, that the whole feel. But uh, they're singing along with each other. And we're all here. We're all in this together. And uh, the song brings it together for them. That's great. Yeah. So let's talk about fan participation for a minute. Um, you mentioned I, was, I had written down the Jets fans in the True North. Uh, you've got, obviously, the situation in Chicago where they stand and go crazy for the entire time. Um, <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, do, and, and, and you know, the, the wild fans are what the wild fans are. And, and, and you know, I don't know that you're ever going to get the Chicago uh, the, the wild fans to, to, to do like what the Chicago fans do. Um, but, you know, but in your mind is, you know, you know, is it, is it cool when you hear the true North or, or do you, would you rather that it was more consistent or, you know, uh, is there one way that's, you know, that gets you more excited or that you just sort of prefer that, 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 that is how the, the, the crowd re- uh, sings along or participates. I, I don't think I, I don't think I quite understand. You... Yeah, no. So, is there? I mean, is, is, is if you could have your preference, given given the range of, you know, given the range of fan participation options that are out there, you know, like uh, Donnelly in uh, Vancouver, he opens up, and Lorio used to do this as well. Opens up, sings the first few few uh, lines of O Canada, and then turns it over, and the crowd pretty much takes it home, uh, all the way to Chicago or to the Jets fans who, as you said, sing real loud but particularly go crazy for the True North part, which obviously makes sense. You know, or, or the sort of sort of muted, not meant in a negative way, but sort of the sort of the, the muted kind of respectful way that it is at at wild games. Um, given all those options, um, it, it, which would you, if you could choose, which would you like to have the crowd do uh, when you sing at the wild games? Well, I think realistically. Um well, I, first of all, I, there's there's just no way uh, that it's going to happen that the, that I'm going to start the song and then and then stick the mic out and have you know have <laughs> the crowd pick it up. I mean, realistically speaking, that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, the, the, probably the, the, the prime one is that uh, that piece uh, in the key that I sang it. There aren't. I mean, you. You have to jump up or down an octave to stay with it. Most people do. Yeah. So in other words, they can't really sing it straight through, and so they don't even try. And when it, if you look at the other extreme, which I think is the way you, uh, the way you, uh, coached or couched your question, um, the the Chicago situation, which I think is mellowing a little. I don't think it's quite as bad as it was. I shouldn't say bad or as dramatic as it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to happen either, and I wouldn't want that. I I think, I think uh, you should either be quiet or sing along for the anthem. Okay. Uh, not and that's not to put down what they do in Chicago. It's just my opinion. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I don't get upset when they do it. It's just what they do. And I have to tell you that. Uh, I'll, be, I'll I'll finish my answer and I'll go back to something. I uh. Good. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, the, the, ideally, I would like a situation like like I described for those Winnipeg games, the, yeah. the two I was talking about. I'd like to be able to hear the crowd. 
singing. And just just to feel that I'm singing along with them, singing along with me, singing along with them. Yep. Continue. Okay. Having said all that, I have a one of my one of my favorite little stories is uh, back in the first year I was I was doing this job. Uh, the first Blackhawk, the time the first time I sang for the Wild Blackhawks game, I came out on the ice. And the minute something or the, the instant something was said about the anthem, they started yelling. <laughs> and I know there were, there were enough Chicago fans in the building to really make a lot of noise. And huh. they're like yelling, yelling, and stuff. And I'm like, I, I didn't, I didn't know about this, this <laughs> uh, situation with Chicago. And uh, quite honestly, I, I thought, is my lie down? Is you know, is my <laughs> Is my shirt tail hanging out? Is, do I, is my, did I trip and I don't remember it? I thought they were yelling at me about something. You know, I was a little self-conscious, you know, if you're the sure. only one out there yeah. uh, doing something. And then, uh, so I, I sang the song and, uh, and I came back. And the first guy I talked to, I said, what was up with that? He says, oh, that's Chicago. They do that all the time. <laughs> and I said, "Well, thank God." <laughs> I thought my slide was down, dude. Oh, that's great. That's great. And it's you know, it's uh, uh, to be fair, it has it has gradually tapered off in the four or five years since then. So I'm I'm sure we have. I mean, just looking at the crowd, I know there's just as many Chicago fans, but mm-hmm. they don't feel so comfortable yelling. Hmm. That's in fact, interesting. I, I, I hardly. Well, we can let's check it out. I mean, next yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. You see if you hear them yelling during the anthem. Yeah, uh, I was actually. I haven't, I haven't noticed it for the last year. I was at a game in Chicago, the one where the Wild clinched uh, their playoff spot this year in, in April, uh, and that was my first game inside the United Center, and you could definitely oh. hear it there, uh, and it was pretty cool. But um, uh, but I wasn't performing. <laughs> Right, and 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 it would be interesting to ask Cornelison if, and now it's just what it is. But if it took some getting used to, uh, or if it was, if it just you know sort of lifts him up or whatever, whatever he's able to take from that, that would be interesting to ask him. So I have a feeling. I have a feeling it, it didn't take him any getting used to. I think if uh, if they were doing it when he first did it, I, I mean, I, and I think they started doing it to, for his predecessor. Whose name yeah. I can't remember now. Neither uh, can I. But uh, Wayne Messner was that his name? Oh, yeah, yep. I think they they were doing it then, so he knew about it. So okay. I don't think it's something that he had to adjust for that that blindsided him like it did me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if if I had if I had walked out on their ice not knowing that situation, oh, I would have been I would have been devastated. I probably would have just sort of. Just sang the song and just turned around and walked out and said, "Screw you, people." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked. Yeah. We talked about Cornelison. Uh, we mentioned Donnelly. Uh, we mentioned Rancourt. So here's a couple names for you, and I want to get your reaction to, to how I sort of frame this one. But so uh, uh, obviously, uh, I'm going to throw Paul Lorio out there. He used to sing in Edmonton. Uh, John Amarante for the Rangers. Uh, Lauren Hart with uh, Philadelphia. Jim Cornelison, obviously with Chicago, and James Bone with Minnesota. Um, if if I were to put that group out there as you know, certainly for um, uh, you know delivering an anthem as a fan that makes me feel 
you know, sort of a patriotic on some level, on some level, and b excited for the game. Um, how would you react to be placed in that group? How how do you mean? How would I react? Uh, I mean, is it is it first of all? So, I haven't. There's a couple of those. Uh, Amirante, I think I've only I've only heard a little bit of his work, and it was just uh, in the last year or so. Yeah. Uh, the others, uh, I like Lauren Hart. Uh, I, I sort of patterned my performance after what Cornelius was, yep. uh, some of his earlier work, you know, from three, four, or five years ago. So, uh, what what are you asking? I mean, to, to me, uh, you know, so I, I live in New York, and so I, I consume the majority of my wild games through the center ice, you know, sort of cable package. Uh, uh-huh. Which means that I get to watch tons of games from all over the all over the league. So ah. I've seen a lot of different anthems sung by a lot of the current and some more recent past anthem singers, and and that group to me, you know, Hart, Amarante, Lorio, Cornelison, and Bone um, are the ones that consistently deliver to me, you know, the experience ah. that makes me feel the best. All right. And so are I, you asking I, me to evaluate it the same way? Like no, no. What I'm saying is I I place you in there in that in that group. And um, I guess my question was, you know, does that particular company, you know, mean anything to you? And certainly I'm not trying to offend you. I'm hoping that I'm 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 paying you a compliment. But you know, I mean, no, you know, no, just, I, think, I think you are. I mean, and I think it's an objection. So that's cool. All right. Good. I, um, how, how does that make me feel to be? In that company, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, uh, flattered for one thing, because uh, for the most part of uh, the names you mentioned, uh, I ad- I admire all of their all of their stuff. I mean, uh, I don't think there's any of those names that uh, shouldn't be in the in the top echelon of uh, whatever whatever yeah. there is for anthem singers <laughs> in the NHL. I mean. Um, Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm flattered to be in that company. I. I just. Uh, basically, man. I just. I do my best every single time. I try to. I try to work within the framework that that I'm given, uh, uh, and do my best and and th- th- that I humanly can do. Yep. And thank God I've got a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, I just. I. It, I have to leave it for others to compare. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. um, I, the one I would compare myself closest to is probably Cornelison because I've conscious I consciously uh, took him as a, I wouldn't say inspiration, but as a sort of a, a guide for for how to approach this thing. And I think the Wild were uh, they were pleased that I did that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I've got one more question for you, and I really appreciate your time. Obviously, we've been talking with James Bone, the Wild's Anthem singer uh, today. And, and, uh, and again, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. It's been, it's been really entertaining, and, and I've had a great time personally, so I really appreciate it. But, um, you, you know, this is sort of, a, this is sort of a th- uh, an obvious question, but, you know, you know, what's in the context of being the Anthem singer for the Wild, you know, what, what's your dream Anthem scenario, and I mean, uh, you know, I, I would imagine I would imagine that I can guess where you're going to go, but you know, I mean, <laughs> we, d- draw it up for us anyway, and 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 hopefully uh, that'll set the stage for uh, the rest of the playoffs here. Well, of course, you'd you'd want me to say that the that that Stanley Cup final series would be would be the one, 
and I, uh, and I actually, I, I have thought about it, and I can't even imagine it yet. Okay. So I don't, I can't really, I can't really realistically uh, fantasize about that. Yeah. But I have, uh, I have a feeling that my my best scenario is the one that I sort of talked about before. It's like if I could, if I could just hear those wild fans singing along, that would be, that would be bliss for me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like, uh, wouldn't feel like they were interrupting me or interfering with my work in the least. Hmm. Well, there we have it. Wild fans, uh, James Bonin, wild anthem singer for these five seasons and hopefully many more. Uh, all he wants out of, out of his performance is to hear you sing along. So hopefully, uh, we can help him get to that place. Uh, I will close by saying again, thank you, James, for taking your time this evening. It's been it's been really great. Uh, and it occurs to me that uh, having been around since the days of the North Stars, uh, that uh, that uh, the two predominant, at least in my experience, uh, anthem singers both share the same initials: uh, JB oh. James James Bone, and of course the great Jimmy Bowers. So uh, I hadn't put that together until just now, but um, no, I didn't either. Th- that's pretty cool. So uh, uh, again, thank you so much uh, for joining for joining me tonight, and uh, good luck uh, the rest of the way. May may your uh, may your voice hold up, and may the crowd be loud. Well, thanks, Nick. It, it's been my pleasure too. And uh, let's just say, go wild, huh? Absolutely. Thank All you right. very much. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.